The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we cover the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Scarlett Fu. And today we are bringing in Bloomberg's Vanessa Perdomo and Jason Kelly, who have a new series called Next in Sports. And their latest episode focuses on, I don't know if it's a sport, an activity? I would gladly say that it's, I wouldn't call it a sport either. <laughs> it's a competition for sure. And that would be on cornhole. And cornhole is... I mean, this is the game that people play when they go tailgating. Right. Yeah, it is. So it's necessarily a drinking game or like a backyard game. But listen, I mean, anything is a sport if you decide to make it one. I think that's something that we've seen a lot when we're filming this series. And if you take it seriously enough, which they do, and these players, athletes, if you so call them, work really hard. They do, you know, and they practice their craft a lot. And, and they're really and good. They're really good. They're really. I mean, I think we can both attest to the fact they are a crazy good at. It. I mean, it does take an amazing amount of concentration, hand-eye coordination, focus. I mean, just that sounds like all skill. of it. I mean, there there Definitely is skill. there is real skill to it. And I mean, if we gauge what's a sport by what's on ESPN, it's a huge hit on ESPN. <laughs> it was true. like the pandemic hit. It is, and every time. We talked to someone about it. They were like, oh, yeah, definitely watched on ESPN, 100%. And part of that is because during the pandemic, when live sports shut down, um, the commissioner of this cornhole, the professional cornhole American League? Cornhole League, okay, the ACL. ACL, yep. yes. He saw an opportunity and he managed to convince ESPN. I guess it wasn't very hard to convince ESPN, but he said, let's continue doing this. Yeah, he he did it and basically said, I can stand up. This is Stacey. He, he said, we can stand up tournaments. I have the social distancing figured out. We obviously aren't going to have audiences. And ESPN, I mean, remember, this is summer of 2020. They were desperate for, Mm -hmm. I mean, desperate, probably understates how they felt about their lack of content. I mean, they, they really needed stuff on the air. And I have to say, I mean, I certainly was one long before we worked on this story. You tune in and you're like, yeah, I, I, I want to watch this. Like, is, I'm, I'm in. It is kind of, ca- I mean, it's definitely captivating and something that is easily digestible as well, especially because of how many people do know how to play, how many do people play at tailgates and stuff. So you can definitely watch it. But when then you talk to the, the athletes themselves and stuff, and they are not the ones who are playing at the tailgate. They, they're better. Mm-hmm. And it's funny listening to them hear people talk to them about, Oh, I th- I would I could definitely beat you, you know, and they're like I don't think so. So here's the thing that had me uh, really mesmerized was that you had men in suits talking to you about cornhole being the next potential next NFL, which you know at the start of the video I kind of was like really how how on earth is that going to happen? What is the business model here for cornhole being a profitable enterprise? So I. I was in that interview with Jim Simmons, who's one of the um, backers of this league, and he said it with a straight face. Um, And I think he means it in the sense that if you think about the potential of all the people who could play this game, 
it's massive. It has not really gone global yet. They're trying to do that. They're they're in Europe a bit, but they want to take it even more global. Um, to me, one of the most interesting bits about it, I think Vanessa feels the same way, is that they essentially own the sport too. So they have you know all these licensing and marketing deals. And so if you're buying an official cornhole board, like that's going back to them. They they have a real control. Um, they sell the bean bags. They, they sell, sell the board. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's the it's the bags. It's the boards. And you would be shocked at how many bags, how many different kinds of bags there are, yeah. and really? that they're they're allowed to use them. Right. Like you don't. They don't have to use the same ones competing against each other. And I would. T- there's dozens, if not hundreds, of different kinds of bags. So that's its own revenue stream right there. Which when we played, me and Jason played with the pros. And we did use different kinds. And I will say it made me really want to get like official bags because it felt very different. Yeah. And it when you're playing with professionals, first of all, they're really good. Um, second of all, like the the field of play is typically much longer than you set up at, you know, your backyard tailgate or, or your backyard or a tailgate. Um, and it is uh, it's really difficult. One of one of my favorite things about it was talking to this guy, um, Trey Ryder, who has been called the Tony Romo of Cornhole. Um, and part of that is because so he became by the way, this guy graduated summa cum laude from Clemson uh, in chemical engineering. He's like a super smart guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now he works for the American Cornhole League in part because his dad told him, like, this is where, you know, like, you could be really good at this as a commentator. He basically told him, you're not good enough to play oh, Wait, <laughs> a trained chemical engineer yes. um, does not play cornhole, but he does the color commentary? He for plays cornhole. cornhole, but he's not good enough to be, like, oh, on the okay. circuit. Uh-huh. Um, he's really good, um, but he is now, like, the, the guy who voice. Calls. And if you watch the games that he is calling, like, he he's just like Tony Roman. Like he'd be like, okay, and he'll draw like with a telestrator, like this is where the bag's gonna go mm-hmm. and this is what he's gonna do. And he's gonna, you know, try and block here, he's gonna do that. I mean, it's it's remarkable. Yeah, the athletes said that they can actually hear him because in this <laughs> stage of their production, it looks great on TV, but they're very close to each other. Mm-hmm. So the table's right there and they said they can often hear him like so it gets in their head a little bit. They probably are thinking the exact same thing, but it's almost that thing where you almost want to prove him wrong because you're like, I don't want to listen to your inside my head right now. When you were co- talking to the athletes, Vanessa, did anyone talk about Baggate, the, the cheating scandal that took place in Cornhole? Apparently, there were some bags that were maybe too small and too light. They were not regulation size, and this caused like a lot of controversy, a lot of scandals uh, in late they 2022. Did not. Oh, that's very interesting. I, they did not talk to me about that. Yeah, I know a little bit about it. I mean, they um, say that it wasn't intentional. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there was a whole back and forth uh, about it. But it also, I mean, in some ways, to me, it shows that this is a sport that people are taking seriously because anytime anybody's trying to sort of hedge it, I mean, there is real, you know, there is real money involved. I mean, there it's getting to the point. I mean, you, we, we talked with one person who is, I mean, I think making a living. Oh, right. Yes, absolutely. One of the they make I, enough money playing cornhole professionally. Yes. Yeah. So the number one uh, female in the world at the time, I think the rankings might have shifted a little bit, but her name's Cheyenne Bubenheim, and she is 100% a cornhole professional. That's all she does. That's mm-hmm. She makes enough money from her prize money, from all the events they have all year long. And she said she's never played another sport before in her life. 
she was a competitive person but never really was an athlete and this is her life she trains with six hours or so she practices a day. six she, hours a day she practices around you know uh, about that amount of time mm-hmm. um and she uses she's a, such a pro we play she gave me some lessons she's really good in very humble but also in the way that her strategy was i'm just gonna shoot it straight in the hole and i know they're gonna miss before i do mm-hmm. and then uh, Jason played with someone who his strategy was to block the hole, so he was going with a very different strategy. But when we played, she was right. She did not miss a single she one. She didn't miss one. <laughs> yeah. And, and you guys won. And we won. And Vanessa beat me. Just because I know we're keeping score, or yeah. at least we're keeping score. We are. Like, keep- yeah, well, yeah. Among uh, all the different sports that you guys try next in sports, Vanessa's in the lead right now? Yeah. Uh, I think you're in the lead right now. I'm in the lead. More to come. <laughs> Stay thing, tuned. You you had mentioned that this is a very American activity or sport, although they are trying to expand. A lot of this depends on whether people play this in their backyard, whether they do this at tailgating. Europe doesn't really have a tailgating culture, does it? No, not, not in the as, same way. Not in the same way. And so we'll see sort of where where it picks up. I mean, it is a very social game. It is very easy to, to pick up. I mean, my own experience with it was, you know, uh, to last summer and and the summer before that, I had kids graduate from high school, and so I was on like the grad party circuit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let me tell you, like the the dad intensity around this sport <laughs> uh, is high high level. And I mean, we also saw it. So we were in Phoenix right before the Super Bowl um, for the wait for it. Super Hole uh, tournament. That's that, the name of the tournament. That's yeah. the name of the tournament. Mm. Uh, and we saw Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was playing. We talked with him a, a little bit about it. And like just about everything else, he's super into it. He's and super into he it. lost. And I don't. I wouldn't say he was mad, but he was like intent on getting back on the. Oh, he court. was like, I just want to keep playing. Yeah. He was. He was definitely upset that he lost because he just wanted to keep yeah. playing. All night, but I think that you know, to your point, Scar, about it being a little American, how you get it to become European. Because one of the things that we noticed while we were there was the essence of Americana around yeah. the sport Good is point. really evident. Mm-hmm. And one of their biggest sponsors is Bush's Baked Beans, and you just have this very American feel. So I don't actually know how they would have to change it. Yeah. Is my point to get a big European market. Right. Um, one of the big sausage companies is Johnsonville Bratz, man. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Johnsonville sausages. I mean, I, I guess the other side of that is, you know, there are a lot of places who love anything American. And I mean, nothing's more American than this. Yeah. So lean we'll into say, it, right? Lean into it. Yeah. All American all the time. All right. I mean, it, it was it was really eye opening because clearly this is something that a lot of people it's accessible, first of all, and a lot of people play it, um, you know, at backyard parties and whatnot. And also, it's got the viewers, right? It from does. Those those weeks in the summer of 2020 when people had nothing better to do than to watch ESPN. Not that they had nothing better to do. If they wanted to watch some live competition, that was where you found it. Absolutely. On ESPN. So, you know, it's somehow proven to be very durable. Yes. All right. Well, Cornhole, you, be sure to check it out. Next in Sports premieres Wednesdays on Bloomberg Television at 10 p.m. Eastern. It's also available through YouTube and Bloomberg.com the following day, where, of course, you can catch previous installments. Everything is on demand. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum, powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state 
influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.